Welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Ross, coach with Peak Endurance Coaching. Episode 44 is another podcast about the Hoka One One ISO Run Festival that consisted of a 5K, 10K, 21K and 64K events all run at different times over two days. Athletes could choose which or all of the races they participated in. Doing all of them meant that you were part of the 100K Slam. Participants ran from every state and territory of Australia, as well as almost 20 countries around the world. There were at least 1,037 finisher results. The winner of the 100K Slam in the men's category was Dion Funicario. Dion lives in Melbourne and is a very speedy and accomplished runner. His first marathon that he ran in 2012, he did in a tidy 3 hours and 17 minutes. His current PBs are 1454 for 5K, 3049 for 10K and 221.07 for the marathon. Dion is a two-time Australian representative for the 100K World Champs in 2016 and 2018 and a previous Australian record holder in the six hours track race. Dion has run over 60 official marathons. He has also run and won dozens of ultras. Dion works as a remedial massage therapist at Bayside Sports Medicine Group with the link in the show notes. Dion sponsors are Hoka One One, Hammer Nutrition and Jaybird. I hope you enjoy our conversation about his race. Hi, Dion, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Thanks, Izzy. Thanks for having me. So how's it all going now that you've um, just competed in the 100K Slam, the ISO Run Festival? How are you feeling after that? I'm actually feeling quite good. Um, you know, I'm definitely not you know, in great recovery, but, um, you know, my legs have actually um, pulled up quite well and I've had a, a quite a few good runs since and, um, you know, walking around like a normal human so you wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> um, I'd done some crazy event over the weekend, so that's good. I blend into society. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's always that's always nice to blend in. Although, not that there's much of society at the moment to blend in with, is there? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, unless you're able to go out for some reason or not. But um, yeah. Yes. Although, actually, so, someone did pull me up this morning on my run, and it's like, oh, great stuff on the weekend. So. Oh, that's um, excellent. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what it's all about, isn't it? It's bringing the community together. Um, so that we can all share, even though we're we're not not together. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're not alone, even if you know you're out doing your runs by yourself or walking or whatever it is mm. that you're doing. You know, if someone says something to you, you know, just as they're passing by, it's like, oh, you know, you know, even if they say good morning, it's like, oh, you know, we're all, even though we're a lot, you know, solo or whatnot, you know, everyone sort of appreciates what we're all doing yeah. and getting around each yeah. other. Look, yeah, I agree. When I'm out running, it's so nice when people smile back at you and say hello and that sort of thing. It is nice. So what made you decide to do all of the races, the whole slam? Well, initially, um, Roger, uh, the I guess the Australian ambassador for Hocker Oni Oni, he contacted me with um, the proposal of of the slam and yeah. and and I'd been doing – because I'm, I'm supposed to be – getting ready for comrades which is in like five or six weeks time and so i've been Mm -hmm. doing some longer runs and you know recently i did like 60k run and you know like lots of 200k weeks and stuff oh wow so so the thought of doing 100k over the two days was not at all throw me off at all um i just 
you know, I even ran like a 240-something marathon long run last week and kept it pretty cruisy, um, you know, in the week leading up to the event. And um, I actually was quite worried about the 5K time, to be honest, um, because I'd I'd been doing so much mileage and long Mm. runs that I thought I would be pretty slow. And we had some pretty horrendous weather forecast around. And um, so, yeah, the two runs that – so I I was more than happy to do all the events and I actually really wanted to do a challenge like that, which was quite cool. Um, But I was actually quite worried about the 5K and then the 64 well, you, about, I'm, yeah. I'm looking now at your time for your 5K, which was 15.22. What's your PB for a 5K anyway? Um, 14.54. Um, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, and I did that um, a couple of years ago now, about 10 days out from a marathon before I went to Japan and um, oh, yeah. for a number of reasons have not been able to go back under 15. And um, so I feel like I could I could do it again go on to 15 minutes, but um, probably training would have to be more specific training for Training would be a bit different, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, so 15.22 is a very tidy number considering that you knew you had um, 95 more kilometres to do that weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah. So I was really happy actually um, and we had some pretty average weather and yeah. the night before I was thinking, you know, any time under 16 minutes would be good and um, oh, the wind well was under. howling all overnight. Mm, then at the yeah. You know, just before I started, I thought, oh, maybe 15.30, you know. And then the first <laughs> K was, you know, 2.57 and I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll just roll with it and see how I go and, yeah. Well, you did really well. Was it – were you suffering or was it okay? No. No, it was okay. I mean, yeah. it was – there was times during the run when it wasn't, like, thrilling. It was, like, a bit mm. rainy and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, I – I'm coaching another guy, and um, Andrew, and he came down and we did the 5K together. So we nice. sort of spurred each other on. Oh, um, that's we good. We ran, ran our own own runs. But um, yeah. it was really nice to – because there was no one else at the track, so it was nice Oh, so to you ran at the track, did you? Yeah, so I did the 12 and a half cool. laps. And, um, oh, nice I, one. You know, even when I got to the you know, 5K on my watch, I was still about 100 and something metres away from the – Yeah. Um, I guess Actual. the the official distance. So I just kept going and um, yeah, the yeah, watches really notoriously happy. don't measure track well. No, no. Did so, you do yeah, the ten k really at the track as well? No, I actually, just went somewhere else. I went to a park, um, Caulfield Park, and just ran loops around. It's like a two point two k loop. Yeah. Um, and so I got home and just had some lollies and stuff, and <laughs> then just. Um, some drink and then just went up to the the Caulfield Park and straight out of the car started running. Oh, and, wow. um, so all you had between the 5K and the 10K was some lollies and a drink. Lollies and some chocolate. <laughs> um, At that early in the morning, you could stomach that. Yeah, I, had, I actually had the whole block. So. <laughs> oh, my golly. <laughs> um, like a Cadbury block. Um, oh, yeah, I figured. <laughs> Wow. Well, it obviously was uh, worked because you did thirty three oh nine. Yeah, I was happy with that. Like, it's sort of more like a bit of a tempo, not an all out run, but yeah. um, it um, ended up being, you know, it felt quite good. It was, you know, a little bit faster than 
marathon pace and yeah. um you know by the time I finished I was um you know I was probably like 20 seconds faster in the second 5k than the first oh, so okay. I was yeah. starting to feel a bit better once I warmed into the run and um and then would just then just do a short jog like a, a 1k cool down sort of thing after yeah. that and was actually feeling pretty good um it actually just started getting real when I did the half in the afternoon. So uh, the, the 5K was at 8 o'clock, the 10K yep. at 10, and then the half was at um, 2, 2 p.m. Yeah. And that was – I was trying to really use that more like a um, like a long cool down sort yep. of thing. So it didn't go particularly hard at all. It was like four-minute pace sort of thing. But <laughs> there was some pretty terrible – it was like sideways rain. It was like – Yes, you know, it was terrible by the afternoon, yeah. It was, like, piercing into my face and it mm. was, like, quite windy in the second half. But I actually ran a bit faster into the wind because I just, I just wanted to get dry. And yeah, get and get it over and done with. Yeah. yeah. Um, and did you do it at the Caulfield Park as well? No, I actually went a um, bit of a drive down to Mordialica. I ran from – there's, like a, a, like, a bike trail – like oh, all okay. gravel and and then yeah. ran down to Patterson Lakes and up this bridge and um, back down around. So it was like a full loop and it got me, um, yeah, pretty much 20, 21, 22K for, nice. the, for the run. And I was just, yeah, ready to get back into the car after yeah. that. It was the second half was really um, quite heavy rain, so um, plus yeah. the wind. So, um yeah, actually, I was feeling pretty tired by the end just because of yeah. the, you know, it was including the a couple elements. of warm-ups and cool-downs. Yeah. It was still like a 43K day. Yeah, um, that's true. Knowing so I you did do another, a warm-up before the 5K and the 10K? Um, just a warm-up before the 5 and then I did a cool-down. Yeah. After then, the 10. Oh, okay, after the 5. And then the 10 and a half. Yep. The yep. 10 and a half were just straight out of the car run. Okay, um, yeah. But then I did a K cool-down after the 10K because – I didn't finish where I started, so I had a case. Oh, back. okay, you had to get back. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And um, so what did you do then, um, say, between the 10 and the 21? Did you eat another block of chocolate? Um, no, or I something had a, more substantial? I finished off, finished off the bag of snakes and I had um, <laughs> a couple of um, just like corn fins with some cheese, yep. just something salty to cut through the, the, the sweet. Yeah. Uh, um, and I knew that I had such a big day ahead, so I was almost like carb loading while looking yeah. at um, for the next yeah. run. So, um, yeah, I, I generally can stomach quite a lot. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so then yeah. after the half marathon, um, what did you do to recover and prepare for the 64 the next day? Um, I just did a bit of foam rolling, just really much stretching I wanted to but I was just a bit couldn't be bothered I was just yeah. just CBF um, yep. and I just <laughs> just had a you know a big dinner I had some um my girlfriend Jackie we we had some we made some curry for dinner and I had nice. uh, two two big serves with you know lots of rice so um yeah. and I was quite filled but then I had yep. the second bowl and I was like okay I'm stuffed <laughs> um, so I went to bed not hungry at all, and uh, I felt yeah. quite rested. And 
Um, I prob- and because the 64 didn't start until 8 a.m., so, like, mm. I woke up at, like, just before 7. And they actually had yeah. breakfast, like, half an hour before and a coffee. So I still had – Nice. And I wasn't yeah. even that hungry when I had it. So, um, But I knew that doing the 64K um, and a lot of the drink fountains are closed off at the moment. So That's right, yeah. Um, I knew I was going to have to carry a bottle with me. Um, so I really tried to make sure I was filled up as much as I could tolerate before I started. Yeah. And um, I took a, a 500ml bottle with me and put it in the bush and then just ran did the first sort of 20k um, yep. 10k out and back and then picked up the bottle and then ran the, the next 44 with the um, drink bottle and and just yeah. hoped that that was enough water to get me through um and i had well um, so you had a 500 ml bottle for 44k yeah plus i did the mm-hmm. 20k beforehand so it was the, yeah, for, yeah. for all of the run i had um oh so it, for the whole run about, was really on 500 mils that's not a lot yeah, I did get to about 48K and I did stop at a fountain. Um, yeah. But uh, I had, you know, a couple of mouthfuls of water, but um, there was no tap, so I could and yeah. I couldn't get my drink bottle filled with water. So um, <laughs> I had to try and suck up the water from the fountain and then spit it back into my bottle. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> um, so lovely. So it, it was a bit gross. But I was like, but I'm water's probably, water. Yep. I'm probably going to need it, and yeah. it's in my mouth. I'm going to drink it back yeah. again anyway. Yeah. Um, so a little bit gross things that we have to do sometimes. Yeah, but that's right. It's, um, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. I knew that. I knew that I was sort of running low on um, fuel and stuff like that. I I had uh, three gels with me for the whole run, so by the end oh. I was I was hitting a pretty major wall and. You know, yeah. even the last 4K, I was, like, desperate to walk. But I had to yeah. keep to a timetable because, um, you know, I sort of estimated it would take me four and a half hours yeah. to do the run. And I was actually running quite ahead of time. Yeah, well, um, I mean, you did 4.15. Yeah, yeah. So I was really pleased with that, which get, bought me an extra 15 minutes because yeah. um, uh, when I got home, I had to, you know, get dressed and have some refueling and then I had to get to Fentry Gully by two o'clock um, I was working in the kitchen um, doing some cooking. Um, oh okay. So I, I sort of gave I had 45 minutes to get changed, showered, fed and try oh, and wow. put my legs up for a little bit and then took like a 40, 45 minute drive to Fentry Gully yeah. so it was a bit of a tight squeeze. Um, you know I got to work on time but I was pretty knackered and it was I can imagine and were you having to stand at work <laughs> yeah it was standing the whole time and you know, oh, bending no. <laughs> over and picking stuff up and oh. <laughs> um, wow um, but I guess like that's the sort of thing I've been doing for you know seven yeah. eight years um, you know doing events you know long events and things like that um, I once did a six-hour track race and ran, I ran like 85 k's and finished you know it finished at uh, midday and then, you know, yeah. that was in Richmond and it was probably about a, had a shower, had yeah. some food and then, like, uh, you know, I was at work in Mordialic, you know, a 50-minute drive away at, you know, 1.30. Uh, oh, wow. So it's sort of stuff that I'd been doing for, for a while. A, yeah, yeah. 
it's it wasn't unusual to, for me to do that sort of thing but it's the sort of thing i haven't done for a few years um because i've you know now i've been doing um working in the clinic as a massage therapist yeah i haven't worked in a kitchen for for three years or so but with yeah. coronavirus i've haven't been able to work in the clinic so i've um you know i'm able to work in the kitchen still so um yeah so yep you got to do what you got to do yeah so i'm thankful i've got i guess that that i can fall back onto yeah um but yeah it was a tough day on sunday yeah, it sounds like it. But in spite of uh, that, I mean, you won, obviously, which um, is awesome in six yeah, hours and was... 29 minutes. So, Yeah, I actually did some um, looking at times for that one because it was um, three seconds faster than what the Australian record would be for 100K, which oh, okay. you know, is a nice little carrot one day that I, you know, yeah. I think I'd like to have a go at. Um, yeah, well, it gives you um, the confidence to know that you could certainly be challenging it quite well yeah yeah definitely over the the fact you know that it was you know a few runs all different paces and things like that yeah um, yeah but still yeah I think it's still you could use it to apply for that to to know that you can you can aim for that yeah and so yeah it's something that have a have a crack at yeah. One day or another, whether it's on the road or on the track or something like that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of hypotheticals with the, the time anyway being, is it a, a short course or anything like that? I think it was yeah. like a 94, 96K course. So a bit sceptical, but, um, you know. Oh, so what do you mean that it wasn't a full 100K course? Potentially it was not a full 100K, uh. but it's still the... It's the record, so you've got to kind of work yeah. with that then, don't you? Yeah. 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 And what sort of nutrition did you use during the 64K other than your little bottle of water? Um, well, I had I had a lot of fuel from the night before and I had yeah. some toast with honey and peanut butter for breakfast. And so yeah. I was, um, had quite a bit in the, in the tank, but then I had yeah. three gels um, yeah. during the run and then the that's I probably right, yeah. had 600 mils worth of water for the uh -huh. whole 64K. So I got yeah. home and I was pretty thirsty. Yeah, um, I bet. Yeah. Um, and how did you manage to push yourself? Because you knew you were racing and yet you were on your own. So how did you maintain the momentum of pushing yourself other than knowing that you had to get to work? Well, that's it, yeah. I, I had to get to work. Um and, you know, I put the little race bib on, you know, I printed oh, put the name on it. And so Cookie, people, yeah. you know, um, sort of say hi. And I know a lot of people along the, that run along the, the coastline in yeah. the Bayside area. So, I don't know, I got into a good rhythm and, and it was just the rhythm I sort of like running. I felt really comfy. I was running like 350s for quite mm. a while and, yeah. um, and it just felt nice. So... Um, yeah, yeah, and the weather was much nicer than it was on Saturday. So yeah, it was definitely. sort of like, oh, you know, how nice is it running when it's not raining? And it yeah. was a bit windy, but it was, you know, it was bearable. And um, yeah, I was just able to spur myself on. And you know, I knew that I was going to have an easy week, and I was like, you know, just put it all Looking out today. To and yeah, yeah. Yep. And did you have um, 
anyone come out like you know just to socially distancely cheer you on or anything like that yeah i had um so i met up with a, a mate dave ridley he's he's like a, he's a quite a good runner he's running yeah. a 219 marathon and he nice. joined me probably about three k's in and then um ran with me for a 11k so about 14k he peeled off and so we ran those 11k and we were running like 350s for a fair amount of that which i told yeah. him i would run between four and 415 so oh, um, okay. I, wow. I, 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 I sort of um <laughs> ran a bit quicker than i said i would um yeah. so you know appreciate he kept me company and and then i just like that sort of set the tone that oh you know i'll just keep rolling with this pace for as long as yeah. i can and um and then the rest of it was solo so i did a you know 50k of it just yeah i mean it's not a terrible place to run along the coast Um, you do get exposed when it's not nice weather and it's windy and the last sort of 24k was a headwind so that was a bit tough but um uh, it was i I can't really complain about the, the place that i run at yeah so um just you know can you give the listeners an idea of what an average week of training looks like for you? Like when you're actually training for a race? Yeah. Um, well, I'll generally do five to six double runs a week. So yeah. run in the morning, run in the afternoon. And usually the morning run is, you know, my bigger, more important one, whether it's an yeah. hour or 70 minute recovery run, just easy. And then, you know, all my double runs are like half an hour. So oh, okay. they're just, you know, six, seven K runs and yeah. generally just to how I feel or maybe even I'll just run it a bit easier if I've got a a bigger run planned the next day. Um, and then yeah. Tuesday, Thursdays are my speed um, workouts where I'll do generally track workouts on Tuesday and then that could be anywhere up to 10 Ks worth of efforts. Um, yeah. Could be you know, generally something like eight 1K reps or 16, 800, 400 metre, do that a few times or, um, yeah, usually something where my intervals get smaller and the speed increases. So they're sort of like building up in speed and then, yeah. um, and then my Thursdays would be longer intervals. So, you know, there could be 15 minute reps. They could be, it could just be a straight up 40 minutes of fartlek or threshold. Yeah. Um, but I do like ones where I can do, I might do like, I like to, there's a run I call Hour of Power. And mm-hmm. it's generally one I'll do once or twice in a lead up to a major race. And that's, you know, five minutes at like a fast float, um, a little bit slower than marathon pace. And, then the next five minutes at marathon pace and then the next five minutes at half marathon pace and that oh, would wow. be a 15-minute block. Yeah. And then I would just do that four times for an hour. Um, oh, sounds like a good workout. And that kind of is a good indicator for you before a race, is it? Yeah, if I can feel like I'm, I can hit that half marathon pace or a little bit quicker and then still feel like the float is easy, then yeah. I feel like I'm in really good shape. Yeah. Um, so that's a good good one that I like to turn to in like the the bigger peaks and and generally if I get through that I know I can I 
can uh, I guess um, go into a race with confidence that mm. I mean I've put myself in a good position to have a good go at a race. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then the the weekend will be I'll probably alternate my Sundays where one will be easy, one will be hard, um, things like that. And then Saturday mm. is sort of whatever I feel. It might be um, an easy run or it might be you know, a bit of a fart leaky sort of run, but it generally just is, I let my body decide, um, you know, recently I've just been doing some segment chasing and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. So now that, um, I mean, I know you said you were talking about comrades, but, um, I would presume it probably won't go ahead and, and I'm assuming a lot of the races yeah. you planned yeah, that you planned for this year have been cancelled or postponed or whatever. So what is your focus now? What are you looking forward to in, for the future of the year, of this year? Um, well, short answer is nothing now. I was <laughs> doing comrades and that's postponed to a date that is not announced. So yeah. and I assume with the international travel, like I'm not gonna do it anyway. No, that's right. Um, and then I mean, I don't that, even know if um, the borders in Australia would be open by then anyway, would they? Yeah, we, and and given that we're one of the better countries handling this yeah. whole thing, I assume that, you know, we'll be able to travel transurban to, you know, New Zealand, but nowhere else. That's right. Yeah, that's what um, I'm thinking, yeah. And then in September, I was actually going to do the 100K World Championships. Uh, um, okay, where was that going to be? That was going to be in the Netherlands, and that's a really oh, good course. Oh, that would have been beautiful, um, yeah. So was that cancelled? Yeah, that's been cancelled, yeah. um, and that's a biannual thing, so every two oh. years. And, so um, they two won't years reschedule ago, for next year? Nah. And then two years ago when I did it, I actually yeah. got injured just before the race, so oh, I, did, couldn't, no. I went there but couldn't compete. And oh. So bit, So this was a, going to be the year? Yeah, well, I'd made one other team before and competed, mm. but this one, uh, this one and the last one, I had good feelings that you know yeah. I could be like top ten or, you know, well, based on your run on the weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So and now it's just I'm looking forward to the next domestic race. Yeah. Um, and whatever it is, if it's a, you know, fifteen hundred meter track meet where, <laughs> you know, they let. 10 people on the track at a time and do like 20 heats. You'll be there, will you? Uh, I'd, I'd do that. Or, <laughs> um, But, yeah, ultimately I would like to do some ultras and even just some trail stuff because I know that those events don't have huge numbers so they're probably yeah. likely to, to happen before first. a major event yeah. like a Melbourne marathon or something. Yeah. Um, and that would just be, you know, those aren't high-profile events and they're events that, are a bit more friendly so you can just go out and do your run and, you know, yeah. there's less Stress. pressure on, on mm. doing things. So it, it'd be more of just, oh, you know, getting around people that, you know, you haven't seen for a while, you know, yeah. testing yourself on a, either a different distance or a terrain or, um, yeah, those sort of things. So, but, yeah, really at the moment there's nothing on the horizon and just um, – yeah just running for enjoyment and, you know, try and pick an event whenever something comes comes around. Yeah. But just trying to keep myself ticking over. Once I stop running, like, I'm sort of either all or nothing. If I don't feel like anything, then I'll just completely stop. So I'll just <laughs> keep going and keep myself 
busy in the, with the so running. So do you think and, also and gives, those, sorry. Oh, and I'll just, and it's just like, it just gives me some structure, like doing doubles. Like I could do yeah. the 30Ks in the one run, but I like doing this double oh, okay. run just because it gives me a structure. Something else like to do. I know I've got to get home yeah. by a certain time, do stuff at home or whatever yeah. for the day. And then I've got to be um, efficient enough to finish at a certain time so I can go out for the other run. So, yeah. And, and do you also think that the virtual races, um, are helpful in giving something to train for and some bit, bit of a structure for some of the days? Definitely, yeah. And even if it's not for you that it doesn't help you, like it's going to help a lot of other people and and then those people, you know, will be running and so then you'll probably have someone that you might be able to link up with for, you know, mm. a run every now and then because yeah. they're still training and motivated to train and if, even if you don't need it, you know, it might be what your training partner needs yeah. um, to be motivated. So I, I think that they're they're quite important, and it just gives some, you know, a lot of people something to to build towards because you know ultimately you can take six months off and potentially not have missed out on any races or anything. But um, oh, you yeah, lost just, a bit of fitness, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so can you maybe, um, because you seem to be dealing with this really well, um, I mean, I don't know for yourself how you feel about that, but can you maybe give the listeners some tips on how they can deal with races that have been cancelled or postponed and and generally how to deal with life during quarantine? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's not easy knowing that, especially if you've, like, forked out a lot of money yeah. or you've put, you know, annual leave aside for going to a certain event you know, that's really hard because you feel like, you know, a lot of time and effort has gone into something and all of a sudden it's it's been taken away. And I feel for a lot of people that have, you know, doing the Tokyo or the London or the Boston or, you know, any event that you've had to travel and, like, um, has been taken away and not only that, but you've got to chase up your, you know, travel insurance or whatnot. Yeah. It's just, you know, and it's sort of like, running is now a burden because of it um you know to i feel like just doing you know different challenges for yourself you know people are going and doing run the perimeter of your postcode or run every street in your postcode. yeah that's an interesting one isn't it yep um you know do your mine would be a 3186 and that would be my postcode and you just do the perimeter for me it's not that big so it's not really worth it for me but (laughs) Um, it's, you know, you can do things, you know, like the time trials or implement something different. So whether you can do some resistance training from home with some bands Mm. or some, you know, fill up an empty bottle of milk and do some weights with it or whatever you can find really, you know, you can try and find something to keep you going or you can just run different loops, you know, different courses around around where you live and, you know, when we can go out and travel again. yeah, and you said you were also like doing some Strava challenges and that sort of thing. Yeah. Were you doing you know, some um, segments and that sort of stuff? Yeah, I'm doing some, you know, some crown chasing around, you know, my yeah. local area. And that's really, um, you know, if, if if you replace a, a session with chasing a few crowns and it's like it gets you motivated to, to push yourself, then, you know, that's really good. I, I, I love it, you know. I don't yeah. really 
chase crowns throughout the rest of the year. You know, I might do one or two here and there, but like at the moment, like I was doing, you know, I was getting like five or ten a week, and you know, oh wow, yeah, that was, you know, a bit of an extra Speed challenge. Work. You know, it's yeah. yeah, and you know, it's a different stimulus. It's it's yeah something a bit more removed from oh, I've got to stick to doing these sessions or this and that. And I tell a lot of the people I'm coaching, I say, look, if you want to go and do some segments, I'll, I want you to take this session I've given you and get rid of it and okay, do yeah. the, you know, it, it just gives a different spice, a different outlook on things and people can go, oh, you know, I feel like I'm stimulated to do something even though that I feel, you know, some it could be easy to go stale doing uh, different sessions and things like that. It's yeah. nice to to find different ways to, um, I guess, yeah, stimulate yourself and and have different ways to to keep yourself motivated. And you know, you, you could even be running a location that you haven't run before, or um, take a different trail, and you know, mm. go the opposite direction and come back the other way and. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways to be motivated. But then again, like, if someone wants to, like, oh, well, no races, I'm just going to, you know, just keep a low basic training, then that's fine as well because, you know, if, you, if you're racing, if you're training to race, then, you know, you don't really have to bust the guts out at the moment. You know, there's definitely some time, but it's a, just a good way of um, – doing things a little bit differently or keeping some motivation up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, really that sounds good. It depends on the person. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, it is also – it could even be a good time just to have a little bit of downtime to keep the consistency, but, yeah, not yeah. to have to focus keep, on the big and workouts. And keep the hunger as yes. well, you know. Take, That's right. Take the time now to, um, you know, have a bit of a, a lower mileage or lower intensity, you know, maybe put on a couple of kilos, have some wine at home or beer. (laughs) And then when things come back, you can like, you feel like you've got a bit of fire in the belly that, oh, you know, I've had had my fun. Now I can really go out and, you know. Focus again. Focus. And, yeah, so I think, you know, and I've been a bit like that. I've been been doing a bit more mileage, but I've been eating a bit more uh, relaxed at home. So I've been doing a bit bit of both. A bit of both, yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds good. Well, it's obviously working for you because um, you did post some, a really fast time. So, once again, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. No worries. And um, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. And I'm sure that the listeners will be looking forward to seeing what you get up to for the rest of the year. Yeah, well, there's always something happening on on Strava. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Been, been fun and, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure that um, – Eventually, down the line, we'll be able to run oh, and compete yeah. around again. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks so much for the chat, and yeah, we'll speak to you later. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I believe this kind of virtual run really brings the running community together. This is so important at this time, and we can all feel so isolated. It was a relief just recently to hear that restrictions are now starting to ease. The thought of being able to run in a group of 10 is so exciting. 
It's funny how things being taken away from you really make you appreciate everything we took for granted. I was talking with a friend the other day and we always talk about going away for a hiking weekend. We've just never actually gotten around to it. We decided that we're no longer just going to be gunners. We're actually going to do the things we plan. Have you been like that with, with the activities or with races that you wanted to do or with even getting a coach to help you reach your potential? Positive change is possible. Contact me via email, isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au or DM me on socials and we can work together to create a positive training plan for you. Have a great weekend of running in your small groups.